You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 5, Episodes 13 and 14, Why We Fight and Smile Time. A vampire from Angel's past comes back from revenge. Oh, screw it. Holy crap, Angel is a puppet man. <laughs> Angel's a vampire who has a soul and it's time for a fresh start. He, Wesley, Fred, Gunn, and Lorne are now in charge. Oh, Wolfman Hart Spike got another chance Welcome to the WB's best romance Angel's a vampire and this is his show Necro-tempered glass blocks sunlight So Kim S.O. My name is Robin. I'm Stephanie. <laughs> I'm here, really. I'm Jen. Hey, Jen, welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> yes. Uh, super psyched to be talking to you guys all about the uh, Nazi submarine episode, and we'll get through the other <laughs> one after we're done that, you know. Um, but uh, I feel bad. Um, uh, Why? Well, we forgot <laughs> about one piece of feedback last time, and I feel bad because it's somebody we haven't heard from in a while. It's, uh, Who's that? It's, it's feedback on the episode Damage from the Justificationer. Oh! <laughs> ah! <laughs> and uh, he's he basically uh, sent in uh, some feedbacks for Damage and a little bit for You're Welcome, uh, but mostly Damage. Damage is the one, uh, if you remember, the one where Andrew comes back. The Rogue Slayer and all that But it's basically like A list of notes that he has here So I'm just going to kind of read them Um, He says The crossword joke with the doctor in the first scene Actually made me LOL Uh, Sorry love I don't speak Chinese Cool call back to what Spike said in Fool for Love When he killed the Slayer from the Boxer Rebellion It's an interesting juxtaposition. Wow, really? Big words. Okay. (laughs) Uh, With Dana and Faith, the two psychotic slayers, but one had chosen that path while the other couldn't control it. Faith's traumas don't feel quite as impactful when compared to Dana's. Andrew or wannabe Giles. Andrew to Fred. Yes, attractive slender woman. (laughs) The only thing grosser than Spike's handless arms or the sound of Dana cutting off that nurse's head was that grimy-ass street penny Andrew put in his mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you threw some cave makeup on Dana, she could have slipped right into beer bad. Can't hurt, not weak anymore, strong slayer. Uh, kind of love how much the slayers don't trust Angel anymore because of who he works for. Though it's weird how Andrew was so willing to work with him, then immediately betrayed him. I guess Andrew was playing them the whole time? I thought Spike's involvement would sway Andrew and Buffy's opinion, but I guess not. Aw, Spangel. The end was cute AF in the hospital. Okay. (laughs) And uh, he says, I'd include feedback on your welcome, but I'm not in the mood to cry in public today. So I'm waiting till I'm home with Alexa so I can tell her to play the commentary while I'm in my Snuggie with a glass of Merlot and a box of (laughs) tissues. Even though I'm sure Kim will be groaning while I'm wiping my eyes. (laughs) I, okay. I'm glad he finished that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay, so 
Uh, that was I just didn't want to forget because we haven't heard from him in a while, and I don't want to discourage him from emailing again. Um, so, uh, okay, so why don't we get into our first episode, Why We Fight. This is written by Drew Goddard and Stephen S. Tonight, so we know it's going to be a dark one. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, the episode title is taken from the name of a famous series of American World War II era propaganda films produced by Frank Capra, explaining the reasons why the U.S. was involved in the war. Okay. So, title origin. There you go. Okay, so let's start running through this episode. I mean, I don't want to go through it too quick, but uh, <laughs> please let's. <laughs> I thought I made this episode up in my head. I didn't think it actually existed. <laughs> I, I couldn't I, remember what it was when I signed up, and then I was like, "Oh, that actually was a real episode." All right, uh, yeah. Then. So yeah. basically, okay. Can I can I sum this up? So the episode, the the U.S. government hires a bunch of of, of vampires to help them beat the Nazis and Angel felt badly about this one guy dying because he needed his help so he turned him so he could stay alive just enough to get the sub back up and then 90 years later or however many years later he comes back to for his revenge is that is that the gist of it? Uh, pretty much there's a little bit more details to that um, but yeah I mean they're right, really next episode yeah <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, I thought I thought the the more of the point was that the Nazis were use were gathering up all the vampires from Europe to use as a weapon. Mm-hmm. But the U.S. government did go looking for Angel to get because they needed somehow to to they needed a way to get a somebody down. You know all the the depths of the ocean and the pressure uh, down to the submarine to get because that submarine was very valuable because we were losing mm-hmm. submarines really quickly. Yes, um, um, but also the the people who came to get Angel were the people who became the initiative. The initiative. Yes, it's their that's origin much story what's implied. Yeah. Um, okay, so I have a question. Was uh-huh. it Angel then? Not, I mean, he said he went, sorry, jumping ahead. He said he went into hiding afterwards, so he didn't report back. Is that why the initiative didn't know who Spike was on Buffy? (laughs) Uh, I'm assuming, I'm assuming if he did report back, maybe he didn't mention Spike. I don't know. I mean, he did say he went into hiding, so. Yeah. It works. All right. But that's I take the, can we, do we have to go through this? Yeah, I have notes, man. I have stuff I wrote down. I was just thinking we'd just throw things out there. Okay. Oh, right. sorry. Go sorry. Go we do ahead, it in an orderly ahead. fashion. Or otherwise, I'll get confused and, and like hey, we'll be halfway through the next episode. I'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot something. I, I forgot to mention blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to okay. talk about this, Robin. I'm like, well, I have to talk. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So, um, yeah. Quick flashback. We're in 1943. This is like, you know, uh, 10 <laughs> to 15 years before uh, the events of Are You Now or Have You Ever Yeah, been? see, that's what I think this – I think about this as a uh, – a companion to Are You Now or Have You Ever Been? Right. Um, but then we go to the present. Uh, yeah, just Eve's gone. Who's going to be our liaison to the senior partners? And Gunn thinks that he can get a new one, but can't quite remember how. <laughs> so there's a little hint of what's to come. Um, so uh, uh, Wesley uh, throws a dig at Knox. and uh, But I just wanted to mention here that this is not a Wesley episode in the slightest, but this is the 100th episode in the Buffyverse that Alexis Denisoff has played Wesley. 
And his oh, first nice. episode was uh, Buffy Bad Girls, when Buffy and Faith are bad. Um, so, um, we have Sam Lawson shows up, uh, and Fred finds Sam in the lab. He knows her name, and he asks if she enjoys what she does. This kind of bounces back and forth. So, uh, 1943, military guys, Demon Research Institute is what they call themselves. And they're calling him Angelus, but he says he's Angel. So, uh, you know, and then we see Spike later. It's, it's, Angel's not out yet with his, his soul. <laughs> he doesn't let the soul out of the closet, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, and they're trying to talk him into... Uh, Rescuing a German sub at the Americans commandeered and to deal what's aboard, and they show him a picture, and Angel frowns. So maybe they did know about Spike because I'm assuming from this reaction that Angel's like, "Oh, frickin' Spike," <laughs> you know, and that's what convinces him to go. Rather than, you know, I mean, what else could he have shown? Could they have shown him a picture of? And vampire then there's bites? the whole vampire bites. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, oh, and then there's the whole argument of like whether or not vampires show up on film. <laughs> that's never... I think that's too detailed. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it matters. <laughs> it matters to some people. Um, Spike smokes also. Kind of weird. Um, but anyway, so uh, the uh, U.S. soldiers interrogate the Nazis. They're like, what did you have aboard? And then they hear moving in the torpedo room. And uh, there's Angel. And uh, we all know by science that if Angel went to the bottom of the ocean, he'd um, be completely unharmed <laughs> going into this sub, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So this uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it reminds you of the end of season three. Was mm-hmm. that season three? The beginning. Season. The end of season. When did Connor put Angel at the bottom of the ocean? In the coffin. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's the end of season three. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. There's actually uh, kind of a reference to it in this episode, too. Um, and if I follow my notes, I'll find it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Angel asked help with his weights. He had weights on him. One soldier calls him Captain America, which I think is funny because Joss eventually works Captain on Captain America. The Avengers. All that <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, Angel gets to work. Uh, he refuses Lawson's gun. So we see Spike with the black hair, and he's wearing a Nazi jacket. And immediately, I, I was kind of triggered. I'm like, oh, man, the Spike thinks this is cool, yeah. because this is yet another oh. thing that I'm like, what are they doing to Spike's character this season? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turns out that, you know, he just ate one, <laughs> and he just likes the jacket. <laughs> it's like a version of what he's going to wear in the future. And then he says they caught him at a... Um, Free virgin blood party. <laughs> Don't color those. <laughs> so he was coloring his hair. Yeah, I don't know. He had bl- he has black hair. So. This is the only episode. Uh, I'll just say I thought it in was the entire. Weird that he had black hair. Yeah, I thought he fitted more because with the Nazis if he stayed blonde. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, there's never an explanation, Spike. Why is your hair black? Okay. I don't know. Because it was blonde. It's always been blonde, correct? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but right yeah. after he was turned, it was his regular hair. So, right? But it was like, flashbacks, like, a, it like was with like his a, mom? A, it was like a natural brown, like a like a lightish brown, not this, yeah. like, yeah. shoe polish black. <laughs> Maybe it's just he's trying to fit into the times. <laughs> Maybe. I think that's more like it. Uh, Spike introduces Angel to Nostroyev and the Prince of Lies, and um, 
we've seen the Prince of Lies before, at least the actor who's played the Camden Prince of Lies. Toy. That's right. He played. He played. Oh, shoot. I know it. The uh, thing that, like, skins people. The gnarl. He skinned gnarl. the willow. Remember him? And he was Ken? a gentleman. Yep. And? He was. <laughs> what? Uber Vamp. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and they all kind of assume that he's Angelus and he was just another person that the Nazis caught, you know, the vampire. Um, yeah, so Angel is like playing the vampires. Right. Just getting them to go along and not kill more people. Um, also, it's a bit of trivia the name Prince of Lives, <laughs> Prince of Lives, Lies, uh, originated in the Buffy episode Lies My Parents Told Me. Which was also written by, mm-hmm. partly written by Drew Goddard. And mm-hmm. um, in the episode, Drusilla suggests nicknames for Spike, who just got turned. And one of them uh, was going to be Lucian, the Prince of Lies, but David Fury cut it out. So Drew Goddard was very excited to use that name in this episode. Cool, cool. But he's like one of those, like, Nosferatu vampires. Like, we only seen one of those, like, the Master, but... Uh-huh. Or the Uber map, I guess. Uh, wait, 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 what, Kim? Who were you wondering who was? I, I wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so Angel says no more humans are going to be killed. <laughs> Nostroyev rebels and an angel just stakes him. And then Spike gives him the old two-finger salute and says, Heil Hitler. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, we go in the present, Lawson con- uh, confronts Angel, who's not very surprised to see him, and we see that something bad must have happened on that sub. And so we go back, and Angel has the vampires and the humans working together. Um, Angel and Lawson take care of the bodies. Lawson wants revenge, and Angel asks him to trust him, that he'll get them through it safe and sound. And then we go to the present, where uh, Lawson has Gun, Fred, and Wes strung up by razor wire. And he tells Angel that he's going to get them through safe and sound. Yeah. So, yeah, Lawson, like, echoes everything that Angel said to him on mm. the sub. Like, he's been holding this grudge for right. 65. Yeah, 60 years. 60 years, yeah. <laughs> he got his boot on. Long time to hold a grudge. Um, back in the past, uh, Spike's getting restless. He wants to be called captain. He uh, he assumes that he's earned that title because he ate the captain. Um, the Prince of Lies is pissed off at the Nazi for some reason, and uh, Angel gets swatted by the Prince of Lies, and so Angel stakes him. And um, the Nazi starts to thank him, and Angel punches his dumb Nazi ass up. That's what <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> F you, Nazi. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's the cute scene where everybody can speak German except for Spock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the interrogation. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is where those references are. So so Angel says um, for them not to kill um, the the rest of the crew because he's not going to get trapped at the bottom of the sea, which mm-hmm. is them re- referring to Angel being trapped at the end of season two. And uh, Spike actually comes back with, "Well, I'm not getting experimented on by this government by his government," which means <laughs> you know later on he's experimented. I mean, they're talking in the. And what the Nazi says, he starts talking about like using brain implants to get an army of vampire slaves, which is basically what the initiative was working on. The implant. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lawson says, you don't win a war by doing whatever it takes. You win by doing what's right. 
because they Spike thinks that the Yankees want to basically do, take the vampires and do experiments to them too. But but who knows? I mean, I'm assuming that secretly the the Yankees were trying to steal that sub, not for the sub, but for the cargo within. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I, I didn't uh, think about that. <laughs> I didn't think that deeply. You're like next episode. Uh, so <laughs> I mean, this is not a bad episode. It's no. just subject matter that does not interest me one bit. I always no, like, and it was very dark. Yeah, like not just physically dark, but like the subject matter too. Yeah, so. and the many vampires was very odd. Mm. Yes, a very odd tone tonal shift with with the zany vampire, but it had to have some comedy. <laughs> it had yeah. to have some laughs. True. I, yeah, I really loved uh, Camden Toy's performances to Prince Elias. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're both hilarious. great. I mean just I like enjoyed them. Angry old man vampire <laughs> who just doesn't understand. He's like picking up like uh, what was he like? What was he looking at? And this I forget. Like a, uh, like Spano. A, a Spano. Spano, uh-huh, Spano. As in Jesse Spano? No, uh, there was a <laughs> character, one of the, one of the, uh, I was going to say soldiers, Spano. but it's not a soldier, it is a crewman. Uh-huh. One of the crewmen's name was Seaman? Spano. Were you trying to say no, Seaman? Seaman. No, Seaman, yes. Say Seaman Spin- stuff. It was Spinelli. Oh, okay, Spano was the actor's name. Spinelli was the character's name. Oh, okay. That's the problem here. Okay, thanks, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, anyway, uh, uh, Nazis, uh, the Nazi gets the upper hand on Lawson and stabs him, and uh, we have, uh, and he's like, I'm the only person that can fix this sub. So, Angel, split, you know, split seconds to act before he dies, uh, he decides to sire him. And uh, this is actually one of the only times in all the Buffyverse that we actually see, like, a full siring of a vampire, which is crazy to me. <laughs> like, we've been through seven seasons of Buffy and almost five seasons now of Angel. And really, it's it's not it, – we, we haven't seen, like – especially, like, two guy vampires even. You know, I remember, like, Angel being thrust into Darla's bosoms, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like a sexy thing. Yeah, yeah. This, this isn't a sexy thing. You didn't think this was sexy at all? Nah. No? They're two pretty men. Uh, he's okay. He, 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 he's, <laughs> he's not my type. All right. <laughs> I, I, had their on. I, I looked at the uh, IMDB for this guy. I forget what his name is, but uh, he didn't really do much after this. He, he did some other stuff, but nothing that I've seen. I think he was on, like, Young and the Restless for a while, but... Uh, so anyway, he's hungry, and uh, they fix the sub, and Angel kicks him off the sub and promises to kill him if he sees him again. And Spike calls Angel a dick, and Angel agrees and kicks him off too. Well, but the only reason that he told him that was to so he would get out of the sun. Get out. Yeah. Get, get gone before the sun came up. Right, right. It wasn't just because he was hungry. It was because he was, you know, they were so, talking so- and the sun would be out. I just think it's weird that he just left him like that. Yeah, like exactly. I, under, I understand he couldn't take him with him, but like that guy's just supposed to figure out how to be a vampire on his own. Like, yep, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, they said. I think they mentioned weak. he was like they were like twenty miles away from shore or something. 
Um, and so if, uh, if this is all of the backstory that we see here between Angel and Spike, um, as you know, who knows what canon the, the comics establish or any canon that the last few episodes of the Angel, of Angel established, but, uh, Spike leaves this sub thinking, still thinking that Angel is Angelus. And the next time he sees them, he sees him is in Sunnydale and the episode School Hard. Where he pretty much like calls him Angelus at first, but then he starts saying like he like smells his soul on him or something. Mm-hmm. It's a great episode. Anyway, uh, Buffy re rewatch coming up soon. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, in the future, uh, the present rather, the Lawson describes the. All the torture he's given to people over the years And Angel says he's the only one he sired After he got his soul And uh, they start to fight Angel- Lawson says he got a small part of Angel's soul Passed to him So he's always caught in the middle between good and evil And as a result, he's nothing and But then they- didn't they say oh. that that's not true well, So what yeah. was the point? Yeah I don't know, I'm not yeah. sure Because uh, that's what Because they say that's not how it works. Right, right. Uh, like Angel disagrees. Hold, hold, hold the phone. Mikey Day from Saturday Night Live was in this episode. He was. Yes. <laughs> Who's Mikey Day? How old was he? Four. He must have no. been. Was he a kid? He's born no. in 1980. He's older no, than well, me. Okay. Oh my god. All right, there, youngster. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know who Mikey Day is. Does what character oh, does he play? Does he play Opera uh, Man? I, no, um, he's new. He's a new. Kidding. He was a he character was, a player, did, and now now he's a main guy. But he's like he's a newer guy. Didn't he do Mikey Day? Nope, doesn't ring did, a bell. Yeah, didn't he, he do the, the pumpkin? The uh, the pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin. yeah, he was in the pumpkin David, sketch. I think maybe he wrote that. Was he the one with Bobby Winningham? That guy? No. No. Okay. What was he? Was he the guy? One of the guys in the elevator that he kept being scared by? Uh, David? David S? I don't know. I don't no, know. Anyway, I'll look him up later. <laughs> he uh, plays when they do the when they do the Trump kids. He plays one of the brothers. Yeah. I just don't watch him. That's the smart one. I'm doing in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Angel and Lawson struggle over the stake, and Lawson says, "Go on, Chief, give me a mission." And Angel stakes him. And then later, Spike says, "It took Lawson long enough to get revenge." And Angel says, "He wasn't looking for revenge; he was looking for a reason." So okay. That's the episode. <laughs> so, we don't a care to what. We don't care. Okay. <laughs> a mission, a reason to go. I didn't on. think it was communicated very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, I, I I did enjoy it. But I just looking back on it, I'm kind of like, what what was that? What was that episode? I think that's filler. That was a filler episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just filling us in on history that we really didn't need to know, unless you really want to f- discover the where the initiative came up came from, or you know, it makes sense that Nazi science helped uh, get the initiative started. Uh, Ugh, I hate Nazis. Yeah. Um. All right, so we want to rate this immovable. Actually, I have feedback for it too, guys. We got so much feedback. I'm so excited, guys. Okay, guys. Okay. Are you excited too? Hello. We're, we're ecstatic. 
Okay. Yes. We love you, fans. Or li- <laughs> listeners. Listeners. Angel, listeners of us. Um, you want me to start with feedback or you want to do ratings? Let's Anybody. do feedback. <laughs> feedback. There's three feedback. other people on this call, right? <laughs> feedback. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, this is uh, Nutty. Um, I'll read the beginning of hers. Uh, I think these these are two of my favorite episodes of this season. I would have been on this episode if I could have. I didn't have. Oops. I don't. I don't have time to rewatch. But from my memory, I remember how much I love each of these. Uh, pretty sure Supernatural was influenced by the U-boat. Plus, this episode has one of my favorite quotes: "Angel, Spike, you're a Nazi. Spike, I ate a Nazi." Also showing that Spike stealing clothes of his victims didn't start with Nikki Wood. The Prince of Lies is one of my favorite one-time characters. He's amazing. Tech, my husband, created a role-playing character inspired by him. I'm pretty sure he is also Peter from What We Do in the Shadows. You guys seen that movie? No. Yes, but I, do, I don't remember. Well, there's one, one of those vampires that looks like the Prince of Lies. So we'll come back to Nutty's email at the end of the next one. Uh, Bruce... Uh, let's see. Bruce surprisingly only sent an email for why we fight. Uh, maybe he's still working on the other one. Uh, he says, this one isn't very high in the entertainment value for me. There are some good moments, but a lot of much longer moments that seem to drag. But on rewatch, almost everything is at least thought provoking. Obvious and not so obvious stuff like Spike not being in the SS, but he just likes wearing the jacket. Uh, the introduction of the initiative, Spike using the name Angelus, which implies he doesn't know about the soul or doesn't believe it, which fits in with their meeting in school hard. Spike wondering who had captured him in season four. Who are they? The government? Nazis? Even Lawson's name, son of the law, or at least the CEO of a law firm. Wow, Bruce, that's deep. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of foreshadowing, which I'll skip. But the end result is a companion episode to Destiny, which was mostly about Spike and his relationship to Angel. This one is about Angel, how he got into his current situation and what his options are. Angel made Spike into the monster he became, but in different ways, he actually sired Lawson and Connor. Both of them ended up without any reason to go on and threaten to kill the people Angel cared about. Neither could feel anything. Uh, Both were suicidal and blamed Angel for ruining their life. Mm-hmm. Connor was slightly more annoying at it, right? That's that's my little side note. Um, okay, going on. Uh, I suppose David Fury would <laughs> would describe Lawson as another unique vampire in the Buffyverse, what with all the talk about a little of Angel's soul slipping into him. Or maybe Lawson is just another example about how much the human memories and habits shape the vampire who possesses the dead body, especially the final memories from just before the person died. Lawson didn't want to kill his father and get out of his hometown. He didn't want to obsess over a woman or be recognized as greater than others than he thought he was. The poor demon who got into Lawson's body got the memories of someone who wanted to do what's right, to stop the spread of evil, someone who volunteered to become a vampire, to die so that others could live. Lawson parallels Connor, but he represents Buffy and her ideals. This episode really puts an exclamation point on the differences between the two stories and philosophies. You don't fight evil by doing evil. Siring vampires, mind rapes, negotiating with evildoers to be slightly less evil. Angel chose his path. What is he going to do about it? Thank you, Bruce. That was very, very well done. Uh Bruce is always very thoughtful. Somebody's got a message. Feedback. 
<laughs> Sorry. I got to silence my phone. I thought I silenced it. <laughs> All right. Tomas says, Greetings, Redemptioneers. Wow, you guys are really rushing ahead, aren't you? It's almost like you want this show to come to an end or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but what you, you failed... Think? <laughs> but what you have failed to take into consideration is that potential redemption cast has transcended the state of uh, I said transcended transcended the state of being simply a podcast into being an eternal universal force that can never be stopped. You can try to bring it to an end, but it's not going to work. The universe has a way of course correcting. You see. All right, Samas. So that We've been doing that for this for seven years, you know, and the, the show is only five seasons. <laughs> All right. He, his first thing about why we fight. Um, this is a very strange episode. I'd say the first problem is that the premise itself seems a bit contrived. Angel let himself get bullied into working for the army and Spike also just happens to be on a Nazi submarine. What? It just seems really out of place. However, I think I would have been able to go with it if the whole episode didn't feel so rushed. I feel like this might have been too big of an idea to pull off in one 40-minute episode. If it had an additional 20 minutes or so, they might have been able to flesh things out a bit more. Uh, it would feel more natural. As it is, everything feels very rushed. Remember that 10-second scene of Wesley walking into his office and seeing Fred tied up before we immediately cut back to the sub? Pacing people, ever heard of it? Uh, even though... Yeah, it's like... <clears throat> the, the, no, they didn't hardly get any lines in this episode. There was no. I mean, it was the beginning. Wasn't at the beginning they were talking about how they were actually going to get a social life because they get they yeah. got to go home early. Was this was, episode where? Yeah, mm-hmm, this is where this, Fred. It, oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? Is this where Fred uh, tries to ask for a ride home from Wesley, or is that small time? I think that's the next episode. Oh, okay. Um, no, this actually had a really sweet beginning because they were like all talking about how overworked they were, and then at the end they were like, "We'll see you in the morning, right?" You know, and they're like, "Yep, let's get get a good early start." Like they really enjoy just being with each other, their family. But mm-hmm. you know, that was a nice scene. But you know, but didn't uh, you feel like like I felt when they're all leaving? It shows how divided they still are because they all have to go back to their different departments. Like they come together, yeah. but they're not really a cohesive unit anymore. They got to sleep, I suppose. I mean, they were like, they're let's go sleeping. sleep, and then we're coming back. But the, yeah, but they're not. They're like, oh, I got it. Because to Wesley's like, oh, I got to do more work. And Fred's like, yeah. I got to go back to the lab. Well, and Gunn isn't telling anybody about what's going on with him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, just finishing up here. Even though the whole idea feels out of place, I do kind of like it. I just wish it was better handled. I wish Lawson had better established motivations. I wish his crew got a, more than a couple of sentences each. I wish Rep, Rasputin's lover and the master <laughs> senile grandpa got something to do other than announce who they are and die. I just want yeah. more. Tomas. Okay. Yeah. Tomas. They just sh- they just sh- introduced them to kill them off. Mm-hmm. And finally, this last one's from Ray. Uh, He says, while we fight, uh, I think the show is going for a are you now or have you ever been period type piece with uh, focusing on Angel's past. But this one just doesn't work for me. I think its biggest offense is that it's flat out boring. The mechanics of why Angel and Spike are in the sub and how they got there via the different governments using vampires to try to win World War II was very hard to follow and didn't make much sense to me. And the guy that played Lawson didn't do much for me either. Both the character and the actor were bland. 
I'm also Aww, very... he's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also very confused as how the turning from human to vampire happens. Do the people actually die and have to be buried before raising, ra- rising as a vampire? That seemed to be the case in Buffy. And in season two of Angel, after Darla was turned by Drew, they buried her in a flower bed on a rooftop before she rose again as a vampire. But in this episode, does it seem like Lawson just immediately turned into a vamp without dying or being buried? Like it just immediately took effect? That just confuses me along with this episode. It felt obvious to me that Lawson was a one-off character and I was never scared he would actually kill any of the main characters. So it didn't have much tension to me. Yeah. Yeah. I concur with that entirely. Agree. Well, Ray, I will have to say they are. Lawson was technically buried under, um, you know, I mean, how deep were they in the ocean? Underwater. Am I right? (laughs) You're you're right. You're right. I I wonder if burying is more ritual than you know, Mm -hmm. like we need to like why. Um, Okay, well, that's feedback for just that one episode. Let's do our ratings. Let's start with our guest, Jen. Uh, well, like I said, I didn't really remember that this episode actually existed. <laughs> and I don't think it really moves the story along. I agree that it's definitely filler. So I'm going to read it. I do like the two, like the comic relief, the two vampires. They sort of... I guess were entertaining for me, but yeah, once the, the second one gets staked, then I sort of lose interest. So I'm going to give it five out of ten free virgin blood parties. <laughs> so glad I came up with the second rating system. As soon as I wrote that one down, I was like, someone's going to take it. <laughs> I have others too, but since I get to go first, That's I'm okay. going to use it. Yeah. Take it. Kim? Um... There are parts of this episode I liked. I actually liked all the present day stuff as opposed to the the flashback stuff, which is totally opposite for me because I love me a flashback episode. <laughs> but this was just, I don't know, it felt out of place, out of sorts, just like this whole season is because um, there's no, there's nothing tying it to the other episodes except for like some of the present day stuff. Like, I think that they, uh, they did that purposely to, to sort of weave a thread for the next couple of episodes is what I'm guessing Mm -hmm. if we look at the next one. But, um, uh, I kind of like the, the mirroring of, of the dialogue between the present and the past. I was like, okay, that's Mm -hmm. cool. It's nice. It's a nice, it's nicely done, but what does it mean? Like, I still don't understand like the whole point of why he was turned and why this guy was so angry. Like, I don't, I don't get why he was so why he wanted revenge so badly. Like, like I, I guess because he turned him to a vampire, but like we didn't, because we didn't see him like struggle. We didn't see him on his own. I was like, uh, I don't get it. Um, especially if he's not really like, especially if he doesn't have a little bit of a soul, like it, like if you yeah. have a soul or you don't, but if it doesn't work like that, then why is like, he so just, angry? It was, he was, it didn't match. And I was just like, okay, uh, I'd like, I would have liked to have more of his backstory, if anything, if they were going to do flashbacks, but, um, uh, just didn't work out that way. Anyways, I, I, yeah, I like it. I'm going to give it, um, six out of 10 not Nazi dress ups, but <laughs> I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge fan. I was just, okay. On to the next. Right. Stephanie. Uh, 
I don't like submarine stories. They're too claustrophobic <laughs> for me. Yeah. I don't yeah. like them at all. I'm not interested. But I mean, this was, it was a well written episode. It was, I can't say that it's a bad episode, mm-hmm. but I don't care about, I don't even know the guy's name. I don't care. Lawson. <laughs> Lawson. Yeah. I just don't, I don't even care. I don't care about him either. So, six out of ten Rasputin's lovers. <laughs> It's quite uh, the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Don't I, laugh uh, at me, guys. <laughs> I, um, I, I, it's like, I think I probably enjoy this episode because it's so forgettable. Because I didn't remember watching it. <laughs> like, uh, I watched it and, and I was like... And then you watch it again you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like I a episode this guy. of Angel. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I, I would have to say it's not... It's, it's not bad. It's, it's just, yeah. It, it, I wish there was more going on. I wish there was more of a point to it all. I... Yeah. Uh, I think you guys uh, kind of hit it um, enough uh, already. I'm just going to give it... Um, we beat this horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give it uh, six out of ten socks into old Adolf's mouth. <laughs> That's a Captain America quote, guys. Oh. And that gives... Uh, we're not at a season low. Uh, this is a 5.75. Uh, the season low is still uh, 5.3 for uh, Numero Cinco. So, I uh, I even forget that episode. Like it's it had something to do with Mexican wrestling. That's all I remember. Yeah, but that's because it's all characters that you guys don't care about. I mean, you as you say, exactly. you've been watching these shows for like seven years. Mm-hmm. So when they have mm-hmm. these like one-off characters, if they're not, if there's not exactly. a lot of growth for the characters that you're invested in, then it's always going to be got it. a chore for you guys to get through them and us right. too, but we can, we can fast forward or skip one. But. <laughs> right. I, uh, uh, my other rating system was six out of 10. Remember Jem- Jeremy Renner? Uh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, he was another <laughs> vampire that is huge revenge against angel and got sired by him and whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Uh, you want to do some quotes? Any quotes? Not really. Uh, I think you already said. I I have the the guy. I said he exploded. You stabbed him, and he just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, Aren't you gonna? That's up. Sorry, Jen. Aren't no. you gonna ask me how I got in here? No, you'd be amazed at how many people break into this building on a regular basis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Angel works in Lex Luthor's mansion. Um, <laughs> I yeah I wasn't a huge fan of Lawson, but I did like this little little speech here. Uh, he says, um, "Funny what goes through a man's mind when he's his life's hanging in the balance." Boys talk a lot about talk about that a lot back on the boat. Always figure to be the special moments you freeze in time. Your mom singing you to sleep at night, sneaking into the movies with your best friend, the way your girl's hair shimmers in the sun. But the truth is, the only thing that really goes through your head is, "Wow, this really sucks," and then you're gone. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was very good mm-hmm. because the the camera like they pointed the camera on Gun, they pointed the camera on West, they pointed the camera on uh, Fred. Remember Fred? Uh-huh. Of course, I also have. I will suck your brain from your skull and digest your thoughts like sour pudding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, bloody brilliant. Turn the poor sod to save your ship and then make him dash for dry land before Mr. Sunshine scorches him a new one. You're still a dick. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Angel. Spike's not in the SS. He just likes wearing the jacket. <laughs> All right. Let's get away from this insanely quotable episode and move on to something else. Uh <laughs> All right, time to talk Smile Time. Story by Joss Whedon and Ben Edlund, uh, and directed by Ben Edlund. Uh, This was originally written to cover the fact that David Boreanaz had sprained his ankle on the set. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What happened to him? Man, every every episode is revolving around, like, let's not make David move. He so, was super slouchy the whole time, like, Lawson was talking to him in the last episode. Like, all he does is, like, sit there while Lawson talks yeah. at him. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to get up. He had surgery. <laughs> he had surgery, right? Before? Yeah. At the I, beginning of the season? Is it's that very right? muddy about when the... And then he goes and the, his ankle? <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea That's if it's what? related or if it was, like, the other leg. It's like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so... That's too much. I hate to belabor this episode from belabor the pause between the episodes much, but I I do have to fill Kim on on something here. Um, Please. This was actually the first episode of Angel to be aired after the shocking news that the WB would not be renewing the series after the end of season five. Um, So this episode aired right after they got canceled? Yeah, like, hey... And, and, and I'm sure anybody who wasn't watching Angel was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, you're doing a puppet episode. <laughs> what, the hell? what is wrong with these people? Um, like, anyway. if you, when you listen to the commentary, you'll hear me go, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm over it. I'm done. <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay, so good. Well, see, to me, yes, doing a puppet episode of a show would be stupid if anybody but Ben Edlin wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Edlin's sense of humor is my kind of sense Out of humor. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, I wanted to read you a quote from David Fury. Someone interviewed him after um, Angel was canceled, you know, and all that, maybe like a year later. So I don't know when it was. This was after the show had ended. And they asked uh-huh, him uh-huh. how he felt when Angel was canceled and what was the reason. And he says, the only reason that Angel didn't come back, it's a very simple thing, because our ratings were up. And this is true. Um, Because of our critical attention, Joss specifically asked Jordan Levin, who was the head of the WB at the time, to give us an early pickup. Because every year, they would wait so long to give Angel a pickup, and a lot of us would turn down jobs hoping that Angel would continue. He didn't want that to happen. So, he was feeling very confident, and he just asked Jordan, like, make your decision now whether you're going to pick us up or not. And Jordan, sort of with his hands tied behind his back, and you know, his back against the wall, um, called him the next day and said, okay, we're canceling you. Uh, hey. <laughs> Jordan's no longer there, and the WB has since recognized that this was a big mistake to cancel Angel. There was a power play that happened that just didn't fall out the way they wanted it to. We wanted to get an early pickup. We didn't. In fact, we forced them to make a decision, and with his hands forced, he made a decision to cancel us. I think, in retrospect, with their developments not doing very well, 
they were trying to develop other genre shows um, that they would have loved to have Angel on for another year. It was just unfortunate that they made the decision so soon. I guarantee that if we waited as we normally did, by the time May had come around, they would have picked up Angel. I can guarantee that. And if Jordan had had tuna fish for lunch instead of chicken salad, you know, like some little thing could, he could have been in a different mood and said, that's just so crazy how people's lives are, you know, can be changed at just a, a whim mm-hmm. on a whim. This sounds like a this sounds like a battle of the egos, though. I mean, I mean, it could have been you know Joss with the tenacity to dare to ask the WB to give them another season of the their show that the ratings are up. Um, and like demand it, but also this guy Jordan, who's probably like, who the fuck is this Whedon guy? <laughs> you know, F him and his show. We got, we're going to be developing a Tarzan show or something. I don't know what they're doing. Um, there was a couple of like, I think Tarzan you know, was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get into the show. Um, so we have a, uh, I'm sorry. Did you want me to just kind of jump through this? Like, you want to just get to the end? <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to get the why we fight treatment. Uh, <laughs> you do you. Yeah, 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 puppets. Okay. Um, so, a sick boy watches Smile Time. Polo the puppet comes to the TV screen. Smile Time doesn't come for free. The boy puts his hands on the screen and Polo groans. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it's super gross. <laughs> Did you guys get that at all? Like. Yeah. Uh, it's so cringy. Yeah. The mother walks in and finds her child catatonic on the floor with a big smile on his face. And so. I was very uncomfortable and so weirded out watching this. I. Uh, you can feel it. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear that commentary. You guys uh, would have already heard it by now, but uh, man, I have not heard yeah. it yet. I'm so psyched. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just hearing Kim laughing over and over again and screaming. <laughs> what the F. Um, so I love in the next scene, like, Knox calls out the obvious. He's like, oh, it could be the Joker because this is exactly like, this looks like Batman, you know, yeah. 89, 90, whatever that came out. Um, and so Knox gives Fred a Valentine and she ends up giving it back. Hooray! Were you guys happy about that? What's the point of, okay, what's the point of Knox, really? Because he has been a waste of space since he's been introduced. I mean, Except for us to realize that that Fred has the hots for Wesley instead of him. That's probably the only reason. <laughs> yeah, he was just there just to be a, a conflict. Yeah, mm-hmm. just to be conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I love how Fred's just like, yeah, we talked about this, and you really have to go get to work. You know, I, I was like, yeah, go, girl. <laughs> That's right. You don't have to put up with that. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't wait to hear your reaction when. Uh, well, you can just tell me what your reaction was when we saw Nina walk in for the full moon B and B. The return of Nina. What did you think? Well, first I was like, "Who's this?" And I was like, "Oh, right, she's the she's Jason Biggs' wife." Okay, uh, yes, right. And then I was then I was like, "What's she do again?" And the, yeah, I, honestly, I don't even remember. I know. I See, like, oh. the characters act like she's been or she's around all the time. Yeah, so I'm just like, like oh, they know her so well. Her they spend so much time together, I don't and we've seen her once. It's been like I think they said something like six months. So I'm assuming she's stopped by like once a month. So a once they a know, month. Yeah, 
they would know, well, they would know her, but we don't. Yeah, we don't. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, ugh, they're very friendly. Mm-hmm. But it took me a second to register. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. But they needed to do the exposition for me because I was like, <laughs> who is this chick? <laughs> I was like, oh, right. We get a little uh, uh, side tangent because this is all interaction in the lobby, and uh, we have Harmony tell Gun that he like kind of screwed up. He filed the wrong motion, so it's like, uh-huh. oh, what's happening? Um, then we go back to Nina and Angel. Nina is flirty in her cell, and she tries to get Angel to make a like a breakfast date with her. She was beyond flirty. I was like, okay, girl, calm down. <laughs> Like, put your panties back on. We get it. You like Angel. Like, what do you eat for breakfast? I was like, whoa, okay. Well, it's because she's staying overnight. It's not like she's like, let's go have sex. No, and no, I'll no. I'll make you breakfast come in the morning. When you, come on now. If someone says, how do you like your eggs in the morning? Come on. That's exactly what she was doing. Oh, it's so funny. Uh, so yeah, Angel like awkwardly backs out of there, and, uh, and he goes to talk to Wesley, who says that Angel's blind, and he says that it's you know it's not just me that knows; it's the ladies know. That whole interaction was was weird, okay? Because <laughs> Angel broods like nobody's business. Yeah, like he just sits there and doesn't talk, and all of a sudden these two have a fucking heart to heart over a cup of tea. Like, what's going on? And well, like, <laughs> I think it's because different. Wesley is also dealing with his own emotions and is now very, you know. Deflecting. I mean, the whole yes. time Wesley is talking about himself, not right. really Angel. They both were talking about themselves, like mm-hmm. in any other like drama when they're like trying to give advice to someone else. They're really talking about themselves. And I don't know if uh, Angel can make the decision to uh, have acceptable happiness with somebody, so the curse isn't broken. I mean, <laughs> I don't right. know what so about. what Wes says is partly true, but don't you go in to a relationship hoping that it's going to eventually develop yeah. into something more so isn't that still putting yourself at risk for having uh, ultimate <sighs> happiness i guess i don't know yeah. yeah um so yeah wesley's getting a little emotional about it he says the angel should go for it um so then uh fred comes in and they're like yes let's refocus on something else <clears throat> and uh meanwhile uh, and, and then angel kind of Jumps into that and runs out of the office and Fred's like putting out signals uh, to Wesley who immediately calls her a car. <laughs> He's like, I need a ride Oh, home, yeah. But... And it's, it's at this moment we discover that um, uh, Fred actually uh, does not live in the building. So we, that's verified. <laughs> she lives in Malibu. Yeah. She lives in uh, Venice Beach, I think. Something like because that. Windward Circle's in Venice Beach. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What else yeah. that? Because that, that was going to be the spinoff from Gilmore Girls. Yes. It's too expensive to film there. I don't know why I have that knowledge in my brain. but It's I'm- in the feedback. <laughs> it's in the feedback. I, I forget who wrote it, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more about that when we get there. Um, but yeah. Someone else um, who loves it, who likes Gilmore Girls. Yes. I've never seen it. I'm wearing my Gilmore Girls t-shirt that I bought at Target. I don't know Isn't why nice? Target is like, why now? Why right now at this moment in time are they selling Gilmore Girls t-shirts? Yeah. But I bought one. I love it. It's cheap. The little Um, girl actually is later jumping ahead. The little girl actually was on Gilmore Girls too. Hannah. 
Who? That's where I recognized her from. The little the little girl at the end. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. She, oh, okay. I'm like, what little girl? I'm like, wait, okay, little it. girl at yeah. the end. in front of the, the, TV. Little girl the TV. The TV. She's like, oh, she's like her. It's her and her brother, and like after they open the inn, when Michelle has to entertain them, and they like nobody likes Michelle, but those two little kids love him, so he has to like That's her. take. Take those two little kids around the Crumholtzes. Sorry, I've watched way too much Gilmore Girls. <laughs> if you guys do Gilmore Girls for We Don't Want to Wait, I- I'm there for you. <laughs> we definitely are at some point. <sighs> Gilmore Girls is my Smallville, Robin. All right, I know. I, I owe you a Smallville. I know I do. I just I'm, I'm afraid it, we just did a year <laughs> of one show, and I'm like, uh, and and that yeah. show we binged. So I'm like, oh, let's do some little things. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um. Anyway. Uh. Uh, so Lauren says, uh, the show that the smiley kids might be watching could be possibly called the one it's called smile time. So Angel goes on his own to the studio after hours, <laughs> passes by a janitor who appears to be under a spell. And, uh, as he explores, he finds a secret passageway. He finds a sign that says, don't, don't. <laughs> and he's and like, oh, he does do. <laughs> and, uh, and, Strangely, he finds a man with a towel over his head who's muttering that he shouldn't be here. And behind him, there's a giant egg that slowly opens up and a bright light blasts Angel into some cardboard boxes. It looks so bad. Did they ever explain so who this, um, the guy in the towel was? No idea. I'm assuming no. it's Lampkin, but maybe not. No, isn't that David Fury? Yeah, Lampkin. I'm assuming I didn't see his head, so I, I don't know. I wasn't sure. But okay. Oh, so he's in the office and in the place with the towel over his head. Yeah, I don't. Maybe that's I where they park. I think so. Him. Okay. <laughs> it Sorry. was weird. It I was weird. Know. Anyways, yes, it was that whole scene. That was weird. It was all weird. But Angel seemed uh-huh. like so super psyched to go do this. Like I've got a mission. I got something to do. I got somebody to help. Oh my god! I cannot wait for the commentary. When we all of a sudden discover that Angel has been turned into a, a freaking puppet. Kim, please. <laughs> I have not heard this commentary yet. Please just walk me through. <laughs> beat by beat. <laughs> well, I, actually, I wanted to first say, I like... Saw, oh, go ahead, go ahead. When I saw him go into the cardboard, I was just like, oh, that was a very um, powerful beam of light. <laughs> And then when I saw, like, the rubble start to move and the felt hand come out, I said, ah, oh, fuck no. <laughs> like, no, no, no. There must come to a point in a commentary when you're like, God damn it, Robin. This is why I this. I think I screamed, why are you making me watch this? Like, 20 times. <laughs> Awesome. And uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. And like, I, I, I was just like, for, for at that moment, I just turned everything off and I was just like, okay, what fuck are we going to get into ourselves this week? And then I was just like, let's go. Let's go. Let's All right. go. And I, nothing, nothing was serious, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Let's go. As long as you were laughing. Hopefully you were laughing. <laughs> A <laughs> um, yeah. little bit of trivia here Producer David Fury said The writers talked about doing an evil Sesame Street show Before season 5 
But mm-hmm. it wasn't until Joss came around going, I figured out how to do it. Angel gets turned into a Muppet that we all kind of went, <laughs> hallelujah, that's brilliant. <laughs> so, um, so. And uh, did, what was it? Joss's father worked on Sesame Street? Yes. Uh, puppeteers from Jim Hansen Company were involved in this episode. Uh, and Joss's father, oh. Tom Whedon, worked for Jim Henson and the Children's Television Workshop, like the Electric Company, uh, around in the 70s. Wow. Yeah. So there's, you know, he had some connections, I suppose. Um, so, A few. Yeah. Um, so we go to Angel's office. <laughs> And Angel Page's Fred, Gunn, Lauren, and Wesley to come into the office. And it's like, I love just the reveal. It's just this little puppet man sitting in his big chair and just frowning. Like, I I, I have to ask, I, I really was, I'm, I'm waiting for you to say, oh, I've seen this before. I've seen him Me? as a puppet. Yeah. I was a fig, I figured this was spoiled for you by now. But no. no, I had You've no never seen? idea. Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> no, I've never seen it. I didn't see a picture anywhere. I, I, no, I, it was a complete shock and utter disappointment. But <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I kind of want an angel puppet. Oh yeah, I think Heidi has one. Um, so um, Heidi, send us oh, your yeah, angel maybe puppet. She does. Um, as if she's listening still. <laughs> Yeah, it's been seven years of cringing every time I see a picture of Angel as a puppet on the internet, as among other things, you know. But I'm just like, oh, don't spoil the Angel as a puppet. I mean, I even feel bad because I'm going to put a picture of Angel as a puppet, um, at, you know, for the artwork for the podcast. And then Gabby and Illyria are going to see it and be like, oh, God, got away with that one. <laughs> we didn't have to watch that one. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but um, oh, what the hell? Anyway, so uh, I love that Fred uh, – by the way – uh, I, I should remind us every week, quote away, if you want, because this is hugely quotable. Um, but I love when Fred starts to fawn over Angel, <laughs> little puppet Angel. Hello? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Lauren starts worrying about, like, something, starts talking about puppet cancer. <laughs> Angel says, I don't have puppet cancer. Oh. That was uh, funny. I would. The gang tries their best to take him seriously as he gets super angry over the remote. <laughs> and they put on smile time and he gets more and more pissed off and he starts calling for copters and tear gas. <laughs> okay. Can we discuss, please explain the deal. And I know that they say your emotion, your anger is in direct proportion to your size or something. Yeah. But I didn't get why he got excited so easily and got mad so easily. I think it's because he's acting like a puppet. That's, that, that's just their way of explaining <laughs> that he's going to act a little bit more animated as a puppet. Okay. okay. All right. Like, especially like, with the, you know, like when he like runs and hugs Fred that one time in, in the episode. Yeah. It's just he's a, he's a, he's a little angry vampire puppet man. <laughs> Start acting his, like yourself. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, Wesley suggests they go a little bit more delicately and Angel sends Lauren and Gunn to, uh, talk to the show's creator and tells everybody to keep his condition to themselves. And, uh, as soon as they exit, uh, Nina comes in and Angel is under his desk. And so there's a whole awkwardness there and he kicks her out and then Spike comes in, (laughs) which, uh, I just love how... Freaking delighted Spike is. 
<laughs> He's almost as happy as when he found out that Wesley was head boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wee little puppet man. <laughs> just the the fact that it turns into this huge like fight between the two of them, uh, and you know the puppet fight scenes as as <laughs> ridiculous as they are. <laughs> were amazing. They were so funny. This one and the one at the end, I yeah. I was just laughing hysterically at the complete ludicrous zaniness of it all. I love I that like, he still has his like vampire I strength, watching. you know. Oh, I, oh, so good. So, and the fact so that he funny. like he like tackles he tackles Spike into the elevator, which closes, and you hear this like punching and kicking and stuff. And then the elevator so door funny. opens, and he marches out, and Spike's like on the floor. <laughs> it's too funny. Uh, James Marsters funny. James Marsters confessed that quote: "The puppeteers were so good that it was easy to believe that Angel was trying to ki- actually trying to kick my butt. I blew takes mm-hmm. by laughing too much, actually." Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gunn and Lauren visit Framkin, uh, the puppeteer of Smile Time, the creator. And Kim, did you recognize him? Yeah, I know him from C- from CSI. You do? Hmm. Yeah, he's the um, um, like he's one of the police officers that's like in charge of like the forensics unit. They answer to him. Anyways, he's I know him from CSI. I, I don't know what else I think this is somebody that looks different. <laughs> this is David Fury. <laughs> He's the Who? mustard man. He's the mustard man. Oh, I'm thinking He's also, about the. I'm sorry. I was thinking about the guy who did the the oh, thing on gun. Gun. No. Yeah. But yeah, did you recognize okay, David no. Fury? No, I didn't. I don't know. No. Yeah, he's the, he's Framkin. He's the puppeteer. The the mm-hmm. guy that's being puppeted, rather. The guy. Yeah. The guy who's in like the grimace purple suit. Is that someone we know? Is there some trivia there? No, I think it's just a guy in okay. a suit. Okay. Because I thought it was so funny. I thought you were going to be like, and that was Joss Whedon. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for that, actually, but it didn't work work out. (laughs) I love the Buffy wiki actually says here, no definitive proof exists that this is the same character that Fury played in Once More with Feeling, who sang about the mustard on his shirt, but no evidence exists (laughs) to contradict that theory either. (laughs) (laughs) Like Frampkin was in Sunnydale and he was pissed because he like got mustard on his shirt, you know, and then got caught under the spell and then goes back and gets mm-hmm. murdered by evil puppets. Uh, gun- what about the uh, music? Who wrote the music? Uh, it doesn't say. Didn't say. I didn't see anything on that. I would have definitely wrote that down. Yeah, because two of the songs were quite catchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Gunn says he's going to shut them down, but then he starts having trouble trying to remember the law code. And Framkin says he's up for a fight in court because, you know, they're like a nice, you know, children's puppet company or, you know, children's TV show. And they're like evil lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, so after they leave, we discover that Framkin was the puppet all along. Well, what did you think of this, oh. Kim? <laughs> Just that it was sh- highly <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. It was highly <laughs> disturbing. And... I think I was um, I was squirming in my seat and I was screaming into the microphone about how much I hated you <laughs> for making me watch this. It so, was too disturbing and like the sound effects were too real and uh, I was like, "Get me out of this episode immediately." So we have Polo here. He calls a puppet meeting with Groofus the dog, Flora. And the big guy is called Ratio Hornblower. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Polo's pissed. He's like, who turned the CEO of Walmart into a puppet? And uh, Griffith says Angel messed with the uh, nest egg. And uh, they just they start talking about like uh, how the nest egg has been powered by uh, the children. They're sucking energy from the children, and then they're gonna do, now they're gonna do one last huge harvest and use all the children's souls for currency when they go back to whatever hell dimension they're from. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those sweet, sweet children's souls. Um, Framkin asks them to kill him, and Polo makes him talk to the hand. <laughs> Okay, I laughed out loud twice at that joke. <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> that whole conversation too, it's like um like like they're calling like it's funny that David Fury, like one of the producers of the show, one of the showrunners basically, uh is being called like Papa Smurf and come on fat boy, you know, like <laughs> like they're really like uh-huh. throwing it into it, you know. Um uh-huh. and then the fact he gets tortured and murdered or you know. Uh, or just torture. I don't think he's actually killed, but he's pretty much just about dead. Um, so we go back to Nina's prison cell and she says she feels bad. Um, but Angel shows that his attitude problem earlier wasn't her fault. He's a puppet. He's made of felt and his nose comes off. <laughs> that was cute. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I hate this stupid puppet. <laughs> oh, I, hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> Nina says, "Don't." He doesn't feel need need to feel embarrassed. He's a hero, and the whole vampire thing is kind of sexy. And, oh, this uh, is so disturbing. It's a puppet right now. How is he sexually attracted <laughs> to it? It's making me want to scream. <laughs> and Angel starts like waxing poetically. He starts like doing going through some self examination, and all of a sudden the werewolf she's turned into a werewolf and just like, grabs him like no. <laughs> and then we see Angel walking through the hallway and Lord my little prince <laughs> Is there a Geppetto in the house? <laughs> okay. I, I laughed out loud a little too hard at that because we call well my friends and I in the newsroom whenever there's oh, so stupid. Whenever there's a story about like a pedophile, we're like, oh Geppetto. Like and so I was just laughing. Sorry, that was the inside joke. Uh, People wonder why I laugh so hard. Oh God, guys! Oh, uh, just so cute, like Sorry. little little angel with felt falling out of him, crawling along the hallway. He's like, Lorne. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny! They just Lorne cradling him in his arms, his little broken puppet body. Um, uh-huh. All right, so Gun goes to that doctor, and you already referenced, referenced him. Yeah, he's. He was, he's on CSI. I, that's pretty much... I know... He was on Lost, too, I believe. He um, was on Lost. Who? He was on something else. The, the guy who does uh, gun surgery. The bald guy. Oh, yeah. Um, so Gun says he's losing it, and the doctor says if he's losing it, it's because of the senior partners. Um, and Gun says, well, he's not going to go back to who he was. So the doctor says he wants something cleared from customs, and then he'll give him the permanent upgrade. Dot, uh-uh. dot, dot. Uh-uh. Wesley, meanwhile, Sounds Wesley, like it's going to have some side effects. Mm-hmm. Wesley and Fred analyze Smile Time. Uh, Knox brings coffee for Fred and himself and doesn't have any for Wesley. And then he finds himself kind of pushed out his, out of the office. And then as he's leaving, he sees Fred give Wesley her coffee. <laughs> I love you, Fred. Um, 
but Fred's tries tra- talking feelings, but then Wesley notices that when the TV is on mute, it shows Polo creepily up into the camera talking to the audience. Uh, so, um, Wesley realizes what's going on. There's a repository where all this energy is being sucked to. We got to break the repository. And Fred says, this is going to free the children's souls and reverse angels puppet problem. That's when angel jumps up and hugs Fred. (laughs) I love you guys. Uh, (laughs) gun returns and he is, he's got his smarts back. And he says, it's the puppets and they've actually, we've, they, we've dealt with them before. They've, they've done this before. And then they're like, when? He says, you ever seen the last few seasons of Happy Days? <laughs> Which, yeah, I like that little commentary on uh, showrunners and television shows going on too long or right? whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Angels, like the whole thing about uh, Happy Days is that people say when it went bad is when Fonzie jumped the shark. Jumped the shark. So Angels producers are actually pretty smart here they to think that like fans would think that angel is angel being turned into a puppet would be a jump the shark moment so they're just like yeah we're ahead of you you know yeah <laughs> hanging a lampshade yeah yeah like here it is there it is and oh, god my favorite moment is the hero walk Oh. oh yeah! <laughs> Just like Gun, oh, Wesley, and Fred marching out, and then the pan down, and there's Little Angel with the sword draped over his shoulders. Uh, oh, I'll so leave awesome. that moment for you. Thank you. <laughs> oh wait, oh is that in the commentary? Yeah, it <laughs> so, is. It okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> it's badass. Anyway, um, Polo uh, ushers a little girl to the TV, but. Um, the show is interrupted by Puppet Angel. Angel says he's going to kick his ass back to hell. And Groofus, who's very much about <laughs> education and you know entertaining the kids, says they're ruining his show. And Gun immediately beheads him with an axe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at all the kids watching this. It's like, ah! um, <laughs> Polo screams to Ratio to protect the nest egg, and like. Seconds later, we see in the tunnels Wesley and Fred reading a spell, and Ratio grabs Wesley from behind, from around the neck, which is just another ridiculous thing of this like my neighbor Totoro thing, like strangling Wesley. <laughs> yes. Oh, and so and uh, he nearly clobbers Wesley with a fire extinguisher, and then Fred <laughs> puts a couple of bullets into him. <laughs> Knocked his eye out. I was and then just all the the, the stuffing blowing out of him. Oh, uh, too good. Uh, meanwhile, I like Paul, that Wesley pulls out the mouth and uses it to stab his other eye out. Yes. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Polo says. I'm going to tear you a new puppet hole, bitch, which is another great quote. Um, and then he says, you, I, I sense a little demon in you. And, and then we see for the first time, vampire puppet angel. Oh God, <laughs> guys, guys, that was, that was the end for me. <laughs> that was it. That was, that I think I took my headphones off and walked away. Like, I was just like, no. Oh, I hope not. Um, I love that, you know, he just uses his vampire strength. He just basically throws Puppet Polo, like, through the clubhouse and impales him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. Really quick. And so uh, the spell cracks the egg and the day is saved. All the kids are back to normal. Um, 
Meanwhile, okay, so later Nina freaks out when she wakes up and sees all the stuffing, and I freak out, and I'm like, whoa, was that a boob? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it was a bit revealing. Um, Angel comes in and says he's going to be returned to normal in two or three days and invites her to breakfast. And then we go to Fred and Wesley, and Fred asks Wesley if he's been sensing anything different, and then she just goes ahead and kisses him. And then we kiss some more as the uh, the episode ends. So <laughs> that was Smile Time, which just okay. makes you smile from beginning to end. <laughs> All right, well, let me let's hear what the listeners had to say about this episode. I got some. Go back to the feedback here. Nutty says Smile Time is epic, and I think the prop. The prop is the highest dollar angel prop or replica. Anytime I saw one one for sale, way out of my price range. The whole episode is quotable. I'm not a big fan of pushing Angel to have a relationship with Wolf Girl or anyone, really. But it does give us a really funny scene in the episode. Still, we all know the Spike Angel puppet fight is the best scene. (laughs) Uh, Tomas says... I don't have too much to say about this episode other than it's incredibly entertaining. It's hilarious. It's creepy. It's great. It is known. But here are a few notes. First off, something very random. Oh, here we go. Fred apparently lives at 511 Windward Circle. When Wesley said that, I had to rewind the episode and listen again to see if I heard right. Windward Circle was the name of a Gilmore Girls spinoff show that never happened starring the character Jess Mariano. Played by Milo Ventimiglia. So, Peter Bacciali. So, that's interesting yes. to me. <laughs> so that's interesting to me and probably no one else. Moving on. Uh, oh, we had, for me. It's interesting to me. So, yeah, there you go. I'm a kindred spirit. It's interesting with stuff, too. She's just not very talking. Did they write a, did they write a pilot and it just didn't get picked up? Or they there was, was the show. It was, was a backdoor pilot. Yeah. Oh, right. When he was like, okay, I know. When I he know he went wrong. to stay with his mom. Yeah. Spoilers. No, his dad's his dad's <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, okay. With the girl who liked the reading cupboards. Yeah. It was um yeah. the same what's person her name from Twin Peaks. Yeah, the same person who oh. played April's mom, which was weird. Oh yeah. Yeah. What's well, her name? Welcome back Sherlyn to Gilmore Gaps. Sherry Sherry <laughs> Sherlyn Flynn? Yeah. <gasps> Audrey's in Gilmore Girls? Yes. You sold <clears throat> Robin's in. <laughs> Okay. We haven't seen. I should probably not tell Robin that I've never seen Twin Peaks, right? I mean, just watch the first season. I, <laughs> I haven't say. either. All right. I think I watched up to the 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 episode, and I, I don't know if I'm. I can't spoil it, can I? It's almost well, thirty know. years old, right? Yeah, I've seen. I, it. I think I watched up to the Red Room <laughs> episode. Ah, so like fourth episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then I just got distracted. It was a very interesting show. But anyways. Uh, continue on with Tomas' feedback. We haven't seen Nina since episode three of the season, haven't we? It feels pretty odd to all of a sudden bring her back while acting like she's been here all along. But I liked her performance in the episode, so I'll buy it, I guess. Hopefully she gets some more development. Spike seeing what Puppet Angel is, without a doubt, the highlight of this episode. Maybe the series. <laughs> One of the funniest scenes ever. The series, yeah. guys. <clears throat> Unlike episodes like Once More with Feeling, which uses its over-the-top gimmick to further the story of the season, provide depth to the characters, this one is just a fun ride. Perhaps a lost opportunity in some way because of that, 
But sometimes you just need a good laugh, and it's the perfect episode for that. All right, guys, that's all I got. Take care. Razzle dazzle. <laughs> Thanks to us. <laughs> oh. And uh, we'll finish up with Ray's feedback. Ray says, This episode is just so much fun and I love it. It's not just one of my favorite episodes in all the Buffyverse, but it's one of my favorite episodes of TV, period. Well, okay, relax. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> pausing for a Kim comment. Uh, for TV, some commentary. period? Bruh. TV, okay, period. I wouldn't go that far. It was entertaining, yes, ever, a, t- a television of all mm-hmm. time. Yep. Chill, chill. Okay. Ray continues. <laughs> On paper, this oh, episode sounds like it could be a disaster. Angel getting turned into a puppet sounds too silly uh, to actually and it work. it was a disaster. Oh, God! <laughs> but you could say the same thing about a musical episode or a silent episode, and somehow... <laughs> Joss figures out a way to make it seem plausible on these shows and really make them great. The actual puppet itself is perfect with that permanent angel scowl on his face. The puppeteer work is great and so is David's voiceover. Spike making fun of Angel Puppet and then getting into an actual fight with it is maybe my favorite comedy sequence in the whole series. I like Jenny... (laughs) I like Jenny Mullen, and she's fine here again as Nina, but I'm not too terribly invested in her relationship with Angel. I can take it or leave it, but it doesn't take away from this episode, in my opinion. Fred and Wes finally get together after two years of teasing. I think they make a very cute couple. They are two of my favorite characters, and they have great chemistry together. I'm not sure that I buy that Wes would be so dense not to see the obvious signs Fred was throwing his way, but Uh I'm just glad they're finally going for it. Ray. That's right. Fred and Wesley forever. I think that's kind of racist, but <laughs> uh, I'm I'm more of a waffles guy than a pancake guy. I don't know. It's nothing to do with race. Uh, I, I somehow equate Wesley like waffles. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Um, there's only pancake kisses with gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pancake kisses. Shall we rate this and uh, give uh, our final thoughts? Let's start with our guest, Jen. I'm sort of torn on this episode. Like I felt? picked it. What? Like felt? Like, yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I definitely remembered it, which is why, like, because when it was left, I was like, okay, at least I know what that one is. Yeah. And like I remembered enjoying it. The first time I rewatched it for this, I was like, "Oh, why did I remember liking this so much?" I was like, "I like I didn't <laughs> really get into it." And I was like, "Oh, maybe it's not as good as I remembered. Maybe I just really liked the wee little puppet man and I was just like buying into the like cuteness of the puppet." But then uh-huh. I rewatched it again and it does like it's a really good kind of it's not really a bottle episode but it is like standalone not trying to spoil anything but like it doesn't really it you know it is by itself and you know it has a good flow everybody they all work together so even though they're in their own departments they're working together to figure everything out plus Fred and Wesley I'm definitely on their ship um so then I think and it does have one kind of key key scene that's 
important and that I know will come back later. So mm-hmm. in the end, I think I really did end up liking it. I don't know why just the first time I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But I did end up really liking it. So yeah. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 fancy new retinas, which I wish I could tell people really happens, but it doesn't. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's awesome. Um, I love Ben Edlund. I love his sense of humor. I get it, and I understand if people don't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just it's very very subjective. So um, I would give it. It's very. This is a very funny episode. I would give it ten out of ten, but Nina. <laughs> oh, so no. I give it eight point five out of ten. Eight. Swearing puppets <laughs> or pieces of angel cake. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say angel food cake. Oh, That's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's I okay. Just, I should have just stuck with my Don't swearing me. puppets. So You're Kim, all ten, good. ten. All right. So moving. Uh, what? <laughs> well, ahead. I think I screamed in the in the Kevin chair. I'm like, this is a six. <laughs> I think I screamed <laughs> that out. Do um, you mean it? Yes and no, because I. <laughs> It was so out there, but it was so like I, I even said this. It's so bad, it's good. Like the worse it got, the better it got. <laughs> the more the the more outlandish and ridiculous it got, the better it got. And I was just like, this is. <laughs> when I saw Angel as a puppet, I was just like, no, this is going to be horrible. But I think because they, I honestly think because they embraced it, how ridiculous it was. Like, they just went with it and had so much fun that, again, it became an enjoyable episode. So, um, I was going to give it, yeah, you can still squeeze, I guess you can squeeze another point out of me. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 puppet butthole, <laughs> puppet holes. <laughs> puppet balls? <laughs> made, what? Puppet holes. Sorry, yeah. it made me laugh. It's okay. And, um. Sorry, I missed. I just totally ruined my own punchline. But yeah, uh, puppet holes out of out of ten. I I did like the episode, but I I didn't at the same time. So. <laughs> I did and I didn't. It was fun. It was great. Right. And I think I think the commentary is is um, probably one of my favorites. <laughs> you can hear me screaming for forty five minutes. Awesome! <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah, this, this is a pretty perfect episode. <laughs> I don't know what you're all smoking, but, uh, I mean, even the Nina stuff, it's like, it's like, honestly, it's, it's like, um, I, I, I kind of just buy into their relationship in this episode. I'm like, okay, this is kind of cute. You know, I mean, the beginning stuff with the breakfast stuff is a little like, okay. And where did she come from? Kind of thing. But I love the, the, just this like werewolf girl in a cage talking to a little puppet man. <laughs> and then how oh, like so at the end of the episode, he hasn't even turned back into angel yet. It, who does it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Just funny to see little puppet, little puppet angel and, uh, um, Nina walking off to go have some breakfast together. And, and I mean, I don't even know how his digestive system works. I mean, he's not only a vampire, <laughs> but he's a puppet vampire. Uh, you know, oh. is he going to drink some blood? Uh, does it have to be like red? When he felt vamped blood? out I mean, as the puppet. Oh my god! <laughs> oh I love that they, they had the sound effect and everything going. It was oh, it was great. So good. I uh, really love that he had scars from yes. when Nina yeah. attacked him, like on his face. 
I really like that detail. Or when he's sewing <laughs> sewing up his jacket, that was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> His little puppet hands. There's, I, I cannot <laughs> honestly thread. think of anything wrong with this episode. I mean, the, I mean, at first the puppets themselves are kind of repulsive and off-putting, but I think they're really riffing on the fact that these are super cute, like Rufus the dog and Polo and in Flora. Yes. But they're all like they're like complete assholes, and <laughs> all they want to do is take. <laughs> obviously, they're not going to be sweet at all. They're going to be the worst people ever. Uh, I Isn't love, there... I love the David Fury cameo. Uh, what were you going to say, John? No, I was just going to say, isn't there another show that has puppets that swear and act like jerks? That Oh, yeah, like Crank Anchors. We had the uh, the one that was just in the theaters that just kind of came and went recently, the Happy Time Murderers. Um, but, you know, like, I wasn't really interested in that. Um, but uh, this really works for me. And, God, <laughs> I mean, Steph, Steph, I'm just going to talk to you right now. Yeah. You got me a red jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get me a puppet angel. It <laughs> 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 might be too much. Yeah, no, it's probably pretty. pretty Let me break out the credit card. Just, yeah. <laughs> you talk, to your, talk to your seamstress lady and say, do you do puppets? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I just wanted to give this episode a lot of love because it's like one of my favorites of the season, at least. I don't know of of all TV of all time, but um, this is, uh, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 removable noses. <laughs> and, that, and that gives it a 8.3 grade and it should be higher. Uh, but, uh, you know, whatever. I like that. Yeah. Uh, actually, looking at, looking at your score, Kim, this is tied with Harm's Way, which seems kind of like of the same. This is going to be a wacky, not don't take uh-huh. it too seriously episode. Yeah, I think I like I like the, uh-huh. like the rationale. Yeah. All right. Well, it it totally turned me because it, when it first started, I was just like, "This is going to be utter garbage." But <laughs> it was, oh man! I uh, well, I admit I have never laughed so hard at I think at the Buffyverse. Yeah, I honestly don't think I've ever laughed this hard at an episode, and it was it it was it ended up being a delight in the end. But I was just like, "What a waste of my time!" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Do we want to do any quotes? Did I take them all? Did anybody want to have any quotes? I think I just had like x-ray vision very in now because, (laughs) you know, eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, do you have any quotes? Mm -mm. No. I like the puppet cancer one. And I, (laughs) I absolutely died at talk to the hand. And I I love that Rufus says afterwards, make him swallow his tongue again. (laughs) (laughs) And the, the the puppet hole, I was just like, this is this is hilarious. Yeah. Um, my only quote for this episode, and you guys can join in if you want. <clears throat> Self-esteem is for everybody. Self-esteem <laughs> is for everyone. <laughs> you can dream and be anybody, but self-esteem is how you get it done. <laughs> That's why I wanted to know who wrote these songs because they're good songs. <laughs> I'm assuming Joss. <laughs> Just go right ahead and assume Joss, or maybe I don't know. Ben Endlin, uh is, you know, pretty creative guy himself. Um, but I love that that song closes out the episode. You know, as Wesley and Fred <laughs> are kissing, mm-hmm. like oh, self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, it's because she finally stood up and yeah. believed in herself. Yay. <sighs> It so, made a decision. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Girls, sometimes you got to do that. Um, so, 
I guess we're going to wrap up on smile time and why we fight. Uh, thank you, Jen, for coming by. And oh, thanks so much it. for having me. A lot of fun. We're not going to be doing an episode next week because I will be in Vancouver, probably not even the week after because it's kind of like a I'm doing a Wednesday to Wednesday thing, so it's going to be hard to kind of prep, and but uh-huh. we'll, we'll talk. Um, but I will say there are only eight episodes of Angel left. Um, that means four podcasts left. Aww. We'll probably be done before the end of the year. We keep joking about 2025 and all that, but uh, <laughs> we're really like, we're put our head we're down. powering and, through. Yeah. You know, we, I think the deciding to do two at a time has been fun too. Yeah. Um, so the next two episodes we're going to be talking about are called A Hole in the World and Shells. And uh, mm. Kim, just just keep that recorder going like the the entire time, like okay. Seriously, commentary for both. If you don't mind, <laughs> I would love it. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So, uh, was redemptioncast at gmail dot com? Please send your feedback. It was so I was so happy to receive feedback this week. We we're so happy to, that you guys are still listening, and uh, we're hoping to work on. I'm hoping to work on a. Uh, Kind of a fun little um, streaming party um, for the finale when we get to it, but that's you know at least a month or so away. So okay. gotta figure that out. So thank you, thank you, Kim. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> okay, Namaste. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I reflect on my reflection, and I ask myself the question. What's the right direction to go? I don't know. Am I a man or am I a muppet? If I'm a muppet, then I'm a very manly muppet. Am I a muppet? If I'm a man, that makes me a muppet of a man. A muppet of a man. I look into these eyes and I don't recognize the one I see inside. It's time for me to decide. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? Am I a Muppet? If I'm a Muppet, well, I'm a very manly Muppet. Very manly Muppet. Am I a Muppet? Muppet. Or am I a man? Am I a man? If I'm a man, that makes me a Muppet of a man. Here I go again, I'm always running out of time I think I've made up my mind